Hey, welcome to episode 167 of the Flipping Genius. And this episode, we're going to talk about how to dominate the market in six months. Now, this is a little out of character for me uh, because I really truly focus more on the freedom that our business can bring us because that's more important to me at age 62 than probably it was at age 32. Uh, and and I, I looked at things a little differently, but that doesn't mean that I don't know how to do this. I, I certainly do know how to do that. And the reason I'm, I'm, I brought this to your attention is because somebody else brought it to my attention. Garrison and Hillary uh, are uh, from Tennessee and they recently asked me, and I quote, how can we dominate? How can we really make a huge impact financially in like six months time? So that's what I'm gonna talk about today. How how can you dominate your market in just six months? Is it possible? Um, that's the first thing to ask. Is it possible? And the simple answer is yes, it is possible. Uh, but it's not without believing it first. You know, nothing, nothing I say would matter if you don't believe that you can do it. And and you can do almost anything, you know, with the proper plans and, and matching efforts. And, and the will to achieve it and the discipline to follow that will and that plan and the flexibility to change, the flexibility to change and adjust as mandated by the competition, the marketplace, and the economy. All those things come together, you can do what you set out to do. Next, we've got to define the market. When you say you want to dominate the market, and we also have to define dominate. What does that mean? I'm not saying that that these definitions will eliminate the possibility of your uh, achieving a goal. In, in this case, uh, Hillary and Garrison's goal, uh, it's not. It's it's just important that we understand that goal. And I'm saying that in order to reach the goal, they need to know what it means to them personally. Uh, you know, to to when we define marketplace, then when we define uh, uh, do, dominate, what do those means things mean to them? Um, if you uh, if you set out to, to accomplish the same thing in your personal arena, for instance, it could be totally different to you because your marketplace is possibly different and, and your meaning of dominance could be different. So it was important for us to get to know what Garrison and Hillary meant by this. So we had that conversation. Um, this is going to be me talking about this, by, by the way. We're not going to have these folks on the show. They, this was a, a conversation that we had, and I wanted to share it with you. But it's a very real situation for them uh, personally. But we're gonna, I'm not going to give you all the details, but we do. I, did, I have disclosed a little bit, so some of you out there may already know who I'm talking about. Um, but that's fine because this, this is not, uh, it's not a secret. Uh, they don't plan on keeping it a secret. They plan on coming at you <laughs> if you are their competition. This is this is exciting stuff, honestly. Um, so we, we, need to, we need to define market and we need to define uh, dominate so we understand what exactly those things mean. So in, in Garrison and Hillary's case, their market is a town of about 25,000 people uh, where they live in Tennessee. Um, they they are uh, there are about six uh, known established used car dealers in that town. Uh, there are also a handful of of uh, car flippers who who 
who are clipping three to 10 cars per year. Um, Garrison really knows all the players in, in the town. Um, that's just kind of the, the market that they're in. That's their world. And that is the market that they're trying to, that's, that's what they're defining as their market. That's what they're defining as the market that they want to dominate, the, their town that they're in of about 25,000 people. Um, that is their world. And uh, they, 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 they think it's very realistic. And I, I after, after honestly, when we first started talking, it scared me a little bit. But as we broke this down, you'll see what I mean. It, you know, I agree with them. I agree with them. And it's exciting to deal with them. And it's exciting to drill, to deal with goals and recognize the opportunities that are there. Um, and uh, they don't want this to happen in six years. They want to happen in six months. In six months, they want to have the dominant position here. Um, and like I said, they think it's realistic and they, they, uh, they, they don't want to just be a player. They want to dominate that. And that, so we have to determine what that means too. Um, they figured to dominate in their market, they want to sell about every third car that is sold in their, their marketplace. They want to have their tag on the back. Um, they, that's how they see it. So one out of every three cars sold in, in their market should be coming from them within the next six months. Now, annually in America, we take a we back up, back up and take a look at what we look like as a country. Annually, there is about one used car sold for every 8.2 Americans. That's statistically, it varies a little bit, but that's, that's pretty close to what it was last year. Um, a little bit more than 50% of the cars that are used cars that are sold in, in the United States are sold via retail operations like Hillary and Garrison's operation, my operation. Um, so a little bit like around 51, 52% are sold through retail. Um, so it's about one used vehicle is sold via used vehicle retailers like myself out of every 15.6 Americans each year. So in Hillary and in, 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 uh, Garrison's case, in their, their town in Tennessee, they expect there will be about 1,600 used vehicles sold a, each year, 1,600. Um, which, so we, we've taken it back from the world to the country to, to their town. And that, that's the first thing we're trying to identify what that marketplace looks like. And then, we, then we're gonna identify what it means to be dominant. Uh, so 1,600 vehicles are being sold in their town on a, on a, a uh, annual basis. That breaks down to about uh, 133 vehicles per month. Um, so if being dominant in their town and controlling the largest percentage of the market, and, and as we said, Hillary and Garrison say that's about one third, they wanna get about one third of those sales. It comes to selling about 45 vehicles per month. Now, to me, that's still a lot of vehicles, but to a lot of you out there, that's that you already know that is a doable number. And, uh, it, and it is definitely a doable number for these folks. Uh, so about one in every three cars being sold comes to 45 vehicles being sold in their market. And that, in their mind, creates a dominant uh, position and they wanna be there in six months. Now, 
they want, like I said, they want all this to come to fruition within six months. So that means that means they have 26 weeks to put this together, you know, put together all the workings uh, and the operation that will that will be selling, uh, you know, at least what 10 vehicles a week. Um, I think that's that's right. Um, let me let me let me. Yeah. So so yeah. They, they, Within six months, they want to build up to a situation where they're, they're retailing about 10 vehicles per week, 45 per month. <laughs> Sorry, the, the numbers start to ramble in my head a little bit, but but that should be right. Uh, and now, again, if, as we back up in the United States, and this, this number got to me because a lot of you know that, that I work in the lower scale, but the average... The average cost of a of a uh, a used vehicle in the United States last year was thirty thousand seven hundred dollars. Thirty thousand seven hundred dollars is kind of amazing to me, um, and and it, frankly, it was a little bit amazing to them too. Uh, it, and I think in some states it's higher. Tennessee actually is a higher state if you look at the the statistics. Statistically, as a state, the, the number is higher, but in their neck of the woods, when I told them the $30,700 number, they, they balked at that and said they did not believe that that was actually the average in, in their fairly rural area. Um, and and I, I think it's important to know what you're dealing with. In fact, they think that it is that is probably close to double what the average is of the vehicles, that, the used vehicles that are being sold in, in their, their area. So... If they're accurate, um, even at $15,000 per vehicle, if they're doing the numbers we're talking about, their gross their gross sales will wind up being $675,000 per month. $675,000 per month. And that's at, that's at 50% of what the national averages are for a cost of a vehicle. But, but we're going with their numbers because they believe that there's a trend in their area for selling more of the vehicles that I sell for three and four thousand dollars, and that brings that that average down. Um, they figure that that um, they're, and I, I can't get into every number with them, so we had to use some of the numbers that they're using because they they're already in this business, but they're trying to build. Um, they they calculate that they will need about fifty percent of their uh, of their of their their gross sale amount uh, to be paid at the point of purchase. So they're, they're estimating they're gonna buy for a dollar and sell for two. Uh, buy for a dollar, sell for two. And of course, they'll have have a, a cost to, to uh, rebuild the vehicles and, and get them ready for sale. So 50 cents on every dollar that they're bringing back, they gotta put out initially and and that that's going to come to three hundred and thirty-seven thousand five hundred dollars invested every month, in order to get to that dominant reality that they're looking for. Now, three hundred thirty-seven thousand five hundred dollars sounds like a lot of money to this cat, but when you're trying to accomplish the goal that they're trying to accomplish, it is the necessity. That's where you've got to be. But you don't have to be there tomorrow. That's the key. You don't have to be there tomorrow. And their goal, they have to be there in six months. That's what they said, six months. So in six months, in six months time, 
They want to be in a position where they spend $337,500. They don't want to spend it, but realistically, they feel like they'll have to spend it in order to turn that into the six seventy-five at the other end of that. Now, frankly, it is a lot of money, but you know, on the positive side, like I said, they don't need to be there right away. And on the really positive side is when they get there, when they do get there, assuming that they can accomplish their goal of, of walking away with 20% net from every deal, which is what they believe they're going to spend about 50% to get into each vehicle. And they're going to walk away after each vehicle, after all their overhead, after all the expenses that they have to uh, recondition the vehicles, they expect to walk away with a 20% profit from the vehicles on average. And that is very realistic, I believe. Uh, and that would net them, and here's the positive side, $135,000 a month in profit um, or a total per year of $1,620,000 a year from their small town used car dealership in a little town in Tennessee where 25,000 people live. Now, I'll tell you what, you're going to live a pretty good life in a small town in Tennessee walking away with $1.6 a year. And the crazy thing is you can do it. You can do it. You got to believe it. You got to perceive it. You got to plan it out. And then once you map it out, you got to do it. So the question is, it real, is it realistic for Garrison and Hillary to be able to do this, to make it happen? Well, let's break that down. Let's let's break it down because I know some of you are probably thinking, Randy, you are you're you've gone over the edge, man. You are crazy. But let's tell, let me let me show you why it's not crazy. So first off, we got to look at it. Is it is it possible to make this happen financially? Um, I mean, it sounds daunting, but it is doable. And and, and here's why. Um, Number one, it's what they want to do. And it's it's something they're they are trying to achieve. It's not something that that somebody else has dreamed up for them. It's not uh it's not some franchise plan. This is their plan. And uh and, and another thing is is their personal situation. They have about $150,000 in liquid assets, um, in in pretty much cash, uh, some from some uh, rental property that they've cashed out of and uh some other things they've recently sold and, and just some cash on hand that they have. So $150,000 in their pocket right now has got them in a pretty good position. Now, it's not anywhere near the, what was what it, $337,500 that they need every month to be investing, but they do. They've got $150,000 ready to go right now. Um, they also have excellent credit. Excellent credit, that is key. And uh, if you're not already cognizant of it, you got to realize it, that having excellent credit makes a big difference as you more move forward, especially if you want to do this. Um, Garrison and Hillary have excellent credit um, and they have good relationships. Right? We're going to talk about relationships in a little bit, but um, they can easily, and they've checked this out already, they can easily borrow $100,000 uh, from a local bank just against personal assets they have. So that that gives them $250,000 of liquidity right away that they can get started on this goal. And they do not, you know, they don't have to be there immediately. They got six months to build up to it. So we're going to talk about that a little bit more too. Now, what about professionally? Are they ready to do this? Um, they actually have a track record, uh, as it turns out, in sales and marketing that, that could really set them apart of others in their community. They are in a small town. Things are fairly unsophisticated. That doesn't mean everybody's 
unsophisticated in a small town. Believe me, that's not true. There are a lot of wealthy folks that live in small towns that know what they're doing, but there is less competition there. And the cost of marketing and getting the word out is a little less. So that's, that's a benefit. Um, they do have the know-how though, uh, how to plan and how to follow through with a plan, how to purchase. They understand reconditioning, marketing, and selling of vehicles. And they have they have uh, relationships already with good people in those areas. Um, these resources are, are huge. Uh, they have resources for reconditioning work uh, for the, the vehicles, both in mechanical and um, cosmetic uh, body work and such. Um, auto body, auto repair, detailing, as well as um, as well as a work ethic. They, they also have some personal skills. Uh, um, both of them have some skills that they can be used uh, both in uh, repair and in, in uh, uh, reconditioning. So they can get down and get dirty and they've got a strong work, work ethic, um, strong backs and willing to willing to go to work. So those are really key. You know, are you willing to do it? We talked about the will, will to do this earlier and, and they come... Uh, down to it, they are willing to put in the extra hours and things to, to accomplish this. When you get the money on the line, you've got to do that. Competitively, um, these connections with their family, with friends, and those connections that, that I was just talking about um, allow them not only to have the ability to, to make a vehicle profitable for probably a reasonable price, but also they have connections uh, that will allow them some facilities uh, in ideal locations in this little, little area uh, at very low overhead, which is another benefit of, of being in a smaller of a smaller community. But uh, there's, I'm not gonna give away all their secrets in case we are talking about, you know, if we are talking to their competition right now, um, you'll see this within the next few months at what they're gonna do, but they've, they've got opportunity to, to uh, lean on some folks um, and and benefit from their uh, their ability to provide location, the location, location, location that can be valuable in this, and they do have that opportunity. Um, they also have the ability and desire, uh, you know, to purchase a, a number of, of a significant number of cars. And I am building to uh, forty five plus per month that is going to uh, put them in a highly uh, competitive condition, position, I'm sorry, an, an ideal position with, uh, with wholesalers and auction houses because these guys become the players right away. As soon as you start buying this number of vehicles, you start getting advantages that, that, that the guys who like me who are buying one and two at a time do not get. Um, you get first pick. You get the phone call before the auction. You get the opportunity of having these vehicles brought to you. You get the opportunity of possibly buying vehicles without any money out of pocket, you know, floor planning possibly even with without interest. These are all different things, and we can go into a lot of these details down the road. We're not going to go into all of them right here, but the fact is that being a player puts you in a position competitively with the people who are trying to move a large numbers of cars, the wholesalers, auction houses, um, as well as individuals who 
who want to sell their vehicle and don't want to deal with the public, they're going to come to you first because of visibility. So all, all three of those areas, financial, professional, competitively, they're in good shape to accomplish all these things. It looks like it looks like they're on their path, right? Uh, so realistically, yes. Uh, I mean, I mean, remember that old question: uh, How do you uh, eat an elephant? And the answer we've heard this a zillion times: one bite at a time. And that that is the same thing here. That's the same thing here. Sure, a three hundred thirty-seven thousand five hundred dollar per month buying budget sounds <clears throat> crazy to most of us, but that's just seventy-eight thousand dollars per week. <laughs> just just $78,000 per week. And Hillary and Garrison have that in their pocket right now. Cash, money, ready to go. They've got more than double that, about double that. They are ready to go week one to get this thing started. You don't want to roll up all your money up right out of the chute, but they can get into it. And remember, the goal is to not just return that money back. The, ter the goal is to double that and keep 20 of it 20 percent of it's coming back as profit and the better you are at doing that the more money your money is making so yeah yeah and 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 they have uh so they because they've got building time they've got time to escalate this thing to where they want to be and they have they they uh they can continue to roll those profits into increased inventory and it's actually very doable you know <laughs> one bite at a time it's how you do it honestly there's more to it than than we can cover here today um i, I know you got limits on, on how long you want to listen but uh, you know details about staffing wholesaling opportunities potential uh partnership opportunities with 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 some of the people we've already talked with and other people that, that will come out of the woodwork after you start getting this thing rolling um <laughs> excuse me the context of the kids have already developed you know with, with in their past and and will develop a lot lot more but the answer to the big question here is how do you dominate your market in six months excuse me it's it's pretty much answered right it, it, it's it, i mean it's Actually, for for Hillary and Garrison, it's it's pretty much underway, and and this is one of the reasons why why they have decided to work with us at Flipping Genius as as flipping partners of our operation. You know, you've heard me talk about it. Um, you know, my personal goals, sure, my personal goals are are uh, for my flipping operation do not at all mirror Hillary and Garrison's in any way. Uh, and that's fine. I just, I just want to be free you know, to golf and, and have fun at the beach or the lake or whatever my bride says she wants to go. It, it does not, you know, it does not matter to me to be dominant in my marketplace. And it does not mean that I don't know how to do it. Um, and helping from the sidelines and watching that scoreboard light up is still a lot of fun. And uh, <clears throat> if you haven't already joined the, uh, the flipping join us as a flipping team member or flipping partner or flipping champion um please consider it. It, it, it we can help you too and remember that the, the number one goal of flipping genius podcast is and always has been to help our listeners and now our viewers make more money and we'd love to help you reach your goals too 
Um, you can reach out to me at, at email at, at flippingquestions at gmail.com. Be happy to talk about what your plans are and see if there's something we can do to help you. Uh, or write me at the Car Flipping Forum. Um, you can find all the links to everything at, at our website, flippinggenius.com, F-L-I-P-P-I-N-G-E-N-I-U-S.com. Just like it says above the old Cadillac, if you're watching the, the YouTube video, or just go to Flippin' Genius with only one G if you're listening to the podcast. And I appreciate you listening and watching. I appreciate you subscribing and being a team member and being a champion and being a partner of Flipping Genius. Hey, let's work together. Let's make some money. Let's all become flipping geniuses. <laughs>